So to catch you up, Mark Milley, on two occasions, committed a form of treason. Well, more specifically, at least violated the Logan Act. I feel like calling it outright treason might be a little hyperbolic, even for my standards, though. If it is treason, I do want the punishment to apply. And I'll give you the, uh, the pleasure of Googling what the punishment for treason is, and no, I hope it's not prison time and a fine. But he had military take oaths to him to ignore the chain of command and any orders that come from the president, which, in and of itself, could be considered treason in a courtroom. He had people look him in the eyes and take a vow, an oath, to him to disregard the president's orders. Nancy Pelosi also did essentially the same thing and had the military say that they would talk to her before carrying out anything Trump did. Now, we will continue down this with today's episode of Inside Four Walls. Without any further ado, let's get into it. From the New York Post. Calls grow for Millie to come clean over calls with Chinese counterpart. By Samuel... Uh... Chamberlain? Hopefully I said your name right. September 16th, 2021. Senate Republicans are demanding that General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, explain two calls he made to his Chinese counterpart in the final weeks of Trump's administration that are detailed in a forthcoming tell-all book. Now, something I want to touch on. Mark Milley himself has said, Mark Milley has had a spokesperson, I should say, come out and say these phone calls happened. But most of what's in these books and what I talked about in my episode from yesterday it's all he said, she said. I want to reiterate that. The book's not out yet, and the only person who was originally talking about it was CNN in their article yesterday. CNN is very heavily slanted. They're starting to go after Biden a little bit, but they're still super, super anti-Trump. So I said in that episode yesterday that I'm very skeptical of everything I read. I want to say it here. Until this book comes out and we have more concrete information, a lot of this can be taken as conjecture. <laughs> Millie is scheduled to appear before a Senate Armed Committee service. Sorry, a Senate Armed Service Committee. Pardon me and my dyslexia. September 28th. To discuss the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan. Shit show. But GOP lawmakers want to hear from him following the revelations by Washington Post staffers Bob Woodrow and veteran correspondent Robert Costa and their soon-to-be-released tome, Peril. According to the book, Millie contacted General Li Zichong of the People's Liberation Front on October 30th to reassure him that the U.S. military are not going to attack or conduct any kind of kinetic operations against you. The big problem with this, because if you're not there, like if you're there and you're not thinking too much, like you don't you don't know much about how the military operates or anything like that, that's a really bad thing. Especially in lieu of everything that happened in Afghanistan, because places like Taiwan, right? Taiwan and Tibet are two places that we have spent 
forever protecting you. Tibet's very important because pretty much every microchip, motherboard, and processor in the world is made in Tibet or Taiwan. Both of these two places are under siege. Tibet's already kind of fallen. <laughs> Furthermore, we want China to think that we will retaliate. We want China to be afraid of us. We want China to have to think about what will happen if they do something wrong and we get involved. We want that. Because the best way to prevent a war from happening is to be there on the grounds and or have the illusion that you are a threat if something goes wrong. Hell, I'll quote a great Chinese general himself, Sun Tzu. Appear strong when you are weak, and appear weak when you are strong. Millie took away all the leverage. Uh, in yesterday's article, Trump chewed him out over the phone calls in late October when he found out about him, saying, you took away all my fucking power. Because we don't want war, but we want countries to believe that should they cross us, we are more than capable of waging that war. We want them to be afraid of the full totalitarian of the American force responding to them. Millie saying that, oh yeah, we won't do anything, and if we do anything, we'll let you know first, is retarded. Because you want people to be afraid of you. America wants people to be afraid of it. And that's a good thing. More countries need to be afraid of us. And they used to be. Pretty much every single country on this planet would not even breathe just in case America snapped at them. We don't have that kind of authority anymore. And with every move Biden's made, our stature on the world scale has shriveled up. Shriveled. You have the G7 summit. <laughs> Biden made an absolute ass of himself in front of the entire fucking world. All the big boys were there, and they all mocked Biden. Very openly, too. Then he, he made a fool of himself in front of Russia. Big no-no. And now with this, and China, and Biden speaking favorably of China when China's doing nothing but attacking America through a social media apparatus... Not a good look. According to the book, Millie con oh, already read that part. My bad. Millie then said, according to Woodward and Costa, that if then President Trump ordered such an attack, quote, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. Yeah. I just went off on that. I'm not going to go off on that again. At least on this episode. On January 8th, Woodward and Acosta report Millie reached out to Lee again in the wake of the deadly riots by Trump supporters. Deadly riots. Listen, the only people who died that day at the actual riots were Trump supporters. Like, five of them were old people who had heart attacks. You had that one lady who got fucking vibe-checked, mind you. <laughs> and that cop, both, again, the FBI did an investigation into it, and his doctors came out and talked about it. He did not die from anything relating to January 6th. What killed him was inevitable. And then CNN reported, well, it was a contributing factor. And the coroner and the doctors had to come out and be like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. 
So calling it a deadly, what kind of riot ends with the rioters getting killed and then they still call it a deadly riot? Oh, the kind that needs to have a narrative behind it. Gotcha. On January 8th, I already read that part. In that conversation, Millie told Lee that the U.S. government was 100% steady. Everything's fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes. Oh, boy. A spokesperson for the Joint Chiefs of Staff confirmed Wednesday, meaning yesterday, that the calls took place and claimed they were, quote, in keeping with Millie's duties and responsibilities, conveying reassurance in order to maintain strategic stability. I'm sorry, I fail to see where telling them that we will not attack them, and if we do, we'll give them a heads up, is strategic. If anything, that seems kind of counteractive to the whole, you know, strategy. You'd like, yeah, we're stable here, and we're going to fuck you up. Don't piss us off. Would be a better response to saying, oh, yeah, no, no, we're stable. Democracy's sloppy. And, hey, uh, if we ever come to your front door, roll up, we'll, we'll, we'll announce our arrival first. There are people that owe me money, like big money. Imagine if I called them up like, hey, I'm coming by to click my bill. Then me just showing up Joe Pesto with a baseball bat, collapsing their kneecaps and being like, where's my money, Brian? You know, if I, can't, I can't really show up a baseball bat if I tell them, like, hey, I'm going to come by with a baseball bat to get my money back. I'll have a lot of cops and all other people there. It, it kind of hinders the process. But the explanation has not simplified, has not satisfied prominent Republicans on Capitol Hill. It shouldn't. And again, if that's something he just does, where he constantly talks to the counterpart, that's, and you know what? Scratch all what I'm about to say. When Trump went out of his way to talk with Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, and these other violent dictators, Everyone got on Trump, called him a traitor, called him treasonous. Mark Milley does it, and the same people who call Trump a traitor for talking to the world leaders that we have issues with, he gets praised. Even when Trump talked to Xi Jinping, people were like, Trump speaking with a communist dictator. Mark Milley speaking with a communist dictator's cock sleeve. He's literally meeting and talking with the leader of the communist Chinese army. And and left outlets are singing these praises? But Trump meets with these world leaders to talk about different ways we can make peace between them. And he's a treasonous fuck. Right. Have your narrative and have your cake too, I guess. Senator Marco Rubio, who's also a veteran, by the way, called for Biden to fire Milley after reports based on excerpts from Woodward and Costa's book circulated Tuesday. Posted a video on Twitter in which he said that if the report is accurate, is it was inaccurate, General Milley should say that this is a lie and this is fabricated. We have the video right here. So in case you haven't been following, there's a book coming out, and in the book, the two reporters that wrote it claim that last year, both in October and again in January, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, called his Chinese counterpart and told him that President Trump was not doing well, he wasn't stable, that we're not going to attack you, and that I promise you if I'm ever ordered to attack you, I'm going to call you and tell you first. Okay, that's what the story says. And what I was hoping we would have today is a denial that this is not true, that this is all made up. Instead, we just saw a statement from General Milley. 
And here's what the statement says. The statement says that any phone calls he's made are normal phone calls that he makes all the time. Well, let me ask you a question. If these are normal phone calls, like the kinds he makes every night, then why is this a story? If these are the normal phone calls he's making all the time, then why is this even relevant? Why are we talking about it? The reason why we're talking about it is because it's being presented as something that was unusual. It's being presented by the reporters as something that is something we've never had to see before in American history. Okay. And here's the second problem I have. Who's the source of all this? I don't think these reporters made it up. If they made it up, then General Milley should say this is a lie. It's a fabrication. I think General Milley, it's clear now, what's the source? I think he talked to them. I think he portrayed it that way. I think he told them this wasn't normal. I had to do this for the good of our country because he wanted to make himself look good. He wanted to make himself look good. That's why he would do it. Now, what's so serious about this? This is not a political issue. This is a constitutional issue. You know what protects us from ever having a military coup in this country? Civilian control of the military. The commander in chief is the president, a civilian. And here we have an instance of the highest ranking uniformed officer in the United States undermining the commander in chief by colluding and coordinating with a potential adversary. So this is a constitutional violation. It's a violation of his oath to the constitution, but it also is treacherous. It puts in danger our national security. I imagine the Chinese left that phone call and said to themselves, there's instability in America. Imagine if they would have decided now is the time to invade Taiwan because of political instability in the chain of command. This is treacherous. It was dangerous. It's unconstitutional. And General Miller needs to answer questions about it because is this true? He should be fired. He should be fired and should, he should have to face military justice for what he's done. I couldn't have said it better myself if I had tried to. Moving on. Quote, I think General Milley, it's clear now, was that was the source. Rubio, Rubio added, quote, I think he talked to them, meaning Woodrow and Costa. I think he portrayed it that way. I think he told them this wasn't normal. I had to do this for the good of our country because he wanted to make himself look good. I imagine the Chinese left the phone call. And this phone call was on October 30th, before the election of 2020 even took place. That means before he knew that Trump wouldn't be in office, he was making moves to undermine President Trump going into a potential second term. And if you don't think he's still doing this with Biden of all fucking people, you're fucking crazy. October 30th, just five, yeah, about five days before the elections happened, when all the signs in the world were pointing to Trump winning, polls, aggregates, all these things were coming out saying Trump was going to win by a fucking Reagan-era-looking landslide, the walkaway movement at its all-time highest, when all the signs pointing to Trump taking office again. He was pulling this shit. Fascinating. This is something the CNN article did not talk about. CNN did not talk about the 30th happening. You know how I found out about that? Wikipedia. Yeah. Crazy. The phone call and said to themselves, there's instability in America. Imagine... If they would have decided, now is the time to invade Taiwan because there's political instability in the chain of command. 
It's treacherous. It was dangerous, and it was unconstitutional. General Mark Milley needs to answer the questions about it. The senator concluded, because if it's true, he should be fired. He should be fired, and he should have to face military justice for what's done. Military justice is the punishment for treason. Again, I talked about what it was yesterday. I want you to Google it. And I want that. For a lot of people. Because the fact that we don't punish people on treason anymore, it's only created an era of weakness, as far as I'm concerned. I'm gonna get striked for that. Whatever. My YouTube channel got fucking two strikes in a month. They're gonna be terminating that bitch here pretty soon. It's fine. I'm like, uh, I'm like that Eggman meme. I got 67 alternative accounts. Quote, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff undermining the president is unimaginable. Scott added, General Milley needs to immediately address these accusations and testify to Congress as soon as possible. Senator Lindsey Graham, what a stiff, what a stiff, told Fox Primetime Wednesday night that he was tired of talking about what the book says Milley said. Quote, I want to see the October 30th phone call the trans- and the transcript. I want to hear from Millie, and I will say this as having been in the military and been a military lawyer for 33 years, Graham told host Lawrence Jones, quote, If the book is accurate and the conversation did occur as described in the book, General Millie undercut civilian control of the military, and he needs to go. I usually fucking hate Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham, quit sending me shit. Quit sending me checks to match. I'm not cashing these bitches and I don't want your fucking money. And I'm not fucking giving you any fucking money. I only want to support populists on the right. Left-wing populism is a lot. You have a couple people in there like Tulsi Gabbard, who's like not the worst. And she's been working, she's been coming back on her gun policy. So she keeps working back on that gun policy and she gets a little bit more libertarian-esque in nature. Yeah. I'll vote fucking Tulsi. Originally, I was going to go Tulsi in uh, 2020, believe it or not. <laughs> but then the PC will started to take place, and then I was like, oh, well, looks like I'm going Trump. MAGA, fuck. But again, this is something I want to remind people. Everything being talked about in this book is all conjecture right now. This book is not out. The transcripts, the transcripts are not publicly known yet. And I imagine right now behind the scenes, I, there's no way to know right now because that stuff doesn't come out until after it's successful or fails. There might be a Freedom of Information Act in place. And that's something that I like seeing lately. A lot of groups are going out of their way to take on lawsuits to get Freedom of Information Acts put through to get shit leaked from the government. Something you should do as a U.S. citizen is go and request an FOAI, Freedom of Information Act, or an FA, or FOIA, FOA, a FOIA. Go and get that for yourself. You'll need your name and your social security number. Request and the government will have to hand you over every document they have on you. And see what they know about you. I've been debating about doing it myself. I'm kind of curious. I might do an episode on the podcast of it. But, again, we don't have these... We don't have the transcripts yet. I imagine they'll be coming out very, fairly soon. Maybe even audio of these. Because a lot of phone calls have been leaked out, out of uh, the White House and various parts of the government right now. 
pretty much every other episode I've been uploading has had some form of phone call leak attached to it. it it's interesting to see what's going on right now. Graham added that, quote, if the content was that we've got a snarky president, or sorry, we've got a shaky president, I promise you we're not going to attack, but if he does something crazy, I'll give you a heads up. That is, end quote, that's completely unacceptable. But I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear from me and you that that's what he said. I want Joe Milley to come forward tomorrow. Ooh, I mean today. Come forward tomorrow and clear this up for the sake of the country. Senator John, I like John Kennedy. John Kennedy's great. I, I, I didn't really notice him too much. But I, I like John Kennedy, especially the last like six months or so. He's one of us, you know. John Ke- Senator John Kennedy. I like Kennedys, even the more sketchy ones. A Republican from Louisiana echoed Graham's calls for a transcript of the October conversation between Milley and Lee, telling Fox News' Laura Ingram that Biden, that the Biden administration should release it, quote, in an unclassified setting with a minimal number of redactions as possible. I don't think the government should be allowed to redact shit. Unless it's exclusively regarding future military plans against other countries. When there's a Freedom of Information Act put in place and they had to hand over the documents, I hate how blacked out shit was. That was my big problem with the with the uh, Fauci emails. And the more you read into it, the more shit's blacked out. But what's there is still fucking damning. <laughs> Quote, this is serious, Kennedy said. Quote, this is more than just insubordination. As a people, we've decided that we want to maintain a wall between our commander-in-chief, who must be a civilian, and the military. And there is no reason for that. Go look at Myanmar. Go look at Jania. Right now. Yeah. Uh, pretty much in Myanmar, what's going on right now is the military is running the show. The general is the president over there. Even though there's the president, the president is doing nothing. He's a totalitarianistic person letting the military run rank and file over its citizens. I'm not sure what's going on in Guinea. That's that's just not in my purview right now. I'll have to look into that. President Biden gave military his full support earlier Wednesday, telling reporters that he had, quote, great confidence in America's highest-ranking military officer. However, Kennedy suggested Wednesday night that the confidence may not last. Uh, yeah, well, Biden's ability to hold coherent sentences is pretty iffy, too. So, Quote, I know President Biden has said that he stands behind stands behind General Milley. He said, quote, And maybe that's true for the short term, but I'm going to give you even odds that eventually the White House throws him under the bus because the White House desperately needs someone besides President Biden on which to blame the stunning incompetence in Afghanistan. Yeah, well, Biden's kind of the puppet, you know? They're going to put everything on him because no even if it's not directly his fault, he's the president and they're going to always 
and no matter what goes down in history, the president is always the person who gets blamed for it. Democrats on Capitol Hill have joined the White House in standing by Milley with Dick Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois, acknowledging the reports Tuesday that many of Durbin's colleagues, quote, made it clear to Milley that we are counting on him to avoid the disaster which could happen at any moment. And that ends this article. This is really just divided into a culture war. I, I think America is fractured. And this story alone, more than anything else, makes me confident saying there will either be a peaceful divorce down the road or an all-out industry civil war. And it's hard to say we don't already have that. People went into the Capitol on January 6th. Guns were fired. Well, they were fired from security into an unarmed crowd of people. Then you have people like Patriot Front going out there in the streets and fighting with Antifa. You have Antifa shooting people in the chest for not supporting them. Then you have people getting fired and laid off, internet censoring people, and all this other shit. And another thing I want to touch on that. When you have social media, silencing, quote, radical voices on the right and the left, the online space is today's modern, like, city square. When you have people leave that, they will go out to the old city square, which are the streets. The people on the farthest of the left and the farthest on the right, and they're working towards the center on both sides right now. You push these people out, they will go outside with their messages. And that will push a civil war forward. Now, the tribalism put on this article alone reinforces that for me as far as I'm concerned. Because Democrats should not be condoning this kind of bullshit right now. Because we cannot afford it. The fact that we have a general telling the Chinese what our moves are, when China is at any moment going to be our enemy here, relatively soon, should alarm people on the left and the right. The fact that this is a tribal issue now, with the left like, oh, this is great. But if he had done it with Biden, you watch, and when he does do it with Biden, inevitably, if he's not removed, the narrative in the story is going to change. And I'm going to say, fuck you, I was right. That being said, thank you for listening to Inside Four Walls. This has been your 8 o'clock upload, and I'll see you here again at 1 for something a, uh, a little different. <laughs>